you muster that inner flame of interest and just ask questions, it's fine. In in big organizations that you you obviously have at, as as Bold.com, people have a tendency to to stop with this, to stop asking why, because you know it appears dumb. Those are the hard measurements, right? That's the hard part of the project, not the soft part of the project. And having conversations, having questions with people, uh, asking questions to people, I think that is more important in a project than whether a project is that successful based on the KPIs or OKRs. But I don't want to stick to one predefined goal because I found that, that along the way in, in reaching to your goal, this goal sort of changes. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hey, welcome to another Tech Lab uh, podcast episode. Today is a special episode. And to be honest, I state that like every two episodes, but where most of our episodes are internal out, this is kind of an external in podcast. And I think that makes it special because today I have a, a, a different uh, guest, uh, the podcast host. And Peter, everybody's dying to know who this is and what this will be about. So enlighten us. Yeah. Yeah, so it will be kind of a bonus episode. It's not that tech related, but it's that, yeah, you will listen to a very energetic, uh, passionate and inspiring person. Um, yeah, I still remember uh, where I was. So you, you have that with, with typical situations that you remember I was in the car when this and this happened. And that, that is what I had with, uh, with this, uh, this guy. I was in the car listening to uh, one of my favorite podcasts of the moment. It's called 100% Thais. Listening to the guest of this show, I realized I want uh, yeah, to have him in the show as well. Why? Well, uh, to help him. Uh, he's, uh, he's really enthusiastic uh, about his goal. Uh, and, and because I'm really curious, um, why do you want to do this? Uh, what, what am I talking about? Yeah, he set a goal, join 100 podcasts in 2021. Um, on his website, he writes, help me closer to my goal of 100 and help, uh, and I help you by being energetic, cozy and uh, yeah, using his direct mouth. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's find out what that means, Peter Paul, introduce him and uh, let's start the episode. Yeah, so basically you already did the introduction. We, we <laughs> just haven't told yet that he know that uh, he, uh, that his name is Matthijs Koiker. He is uh, the podcast host, and he will appear in a hundred different podcasts uh, this year. So I think that's uh, yeah something on its own. Uh, yeah, Matthijs, as a check-in, how far are you with this goal? We're week twenty-six today when we're recording this. Yeah. How far are you? <laughs> yeah, guys, th thanks for the warm welcome in the podcast. So this is week 26, uh, you know, 100 podcasts in a year. Um, easy math means I have to do about two podcasts a week. Um, I'm currently at about 20 podcasts that are live. I think about 30 podcasts that are recorded. So I'm I'm pretty behind schedule already. Um, but it doesn't really matter. I think like I, I've set an, a, a very ambitious goal of doing 100 podcasts. I've just spent the last two weeks uh, um, on holiday, which means that I didn't record anything, which means that, uh, you know, that, that just means the next two weeks I have to do four instead of two. Um, and that, that makes it tricky. You know, I knew that this would be um, um, tricky from the start, but well, we're, we're halfway there. I, I see this whole 
doing 100 podcasts as like a snowball type thing. Uh, you know, once I get some traction, the more people know about my goal, the more people know about my podcasts, the more invites I'm going to get. And and I, I'm pretty sure I'll eventually close in on the 100 podcasts. <laughs> hey, cool. And and do we have a, a premiere? Is, is this your first uh, appearance in English? Yes. Yes, it so, is. So, so I, I mean, I'm I'm slightly nervous. I'm I'm always slightly nervous before a podcast. And this one, especially so, because this is actually the first English podcast I'm doing. So I think this is a this is a goal. I did an international one in Belgium, uh, but that was in Dutch. And then uh, so yeah, here, here we have an English one. Yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. Hey, take your chance, Matthijs. Just do a brief promotion. Uh, um, if people think after this show or during this show, I want uh, to ask Matthijs in the show as well. What uh, what should I do? Yeah. So uh, I mean, you can find me. You can follow me on uh, www.thepodcastgast.nl. So the podcast guest. NL. Uh, we will add the or, link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Dutch link in the show notes. I'm sorry, everything is in Dutch. I was set up for Dutch podcasts. Um, or Instagram at the podcast gast. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, what, what's my goal? Who am I? Well, it's really simple. It is, you know, to be in a hundred different podcasts, uh, well, preferably this year. Well, why? Because I want to be better at having conversations with people. I want to get better at podcasting. I want to get better at having conversations with people. And I think it's very valuable to share that with the world. So in the current climate, you know, you can't talk about uh, whether it's it's politics or uh, the environment or uh, even, you know, something simple as football without having people immediately get, get angry or not listen to each other, not having correct conversations and uh, not asking the right questions. Um, and I want to be better at that. And I think with sharing that, I can help other people be better at that, with that as well. Um, I also want to prove that you can have, you know, a hundred different talks with someone, you know, podcast, it's roughly half an hour, an hour at least. You can have an interesting conversation with just about anybody for at least an hour. So even, you know, things that I don't know anything about. I've got like a podcast with a dentist. I had a podcast with uh, uh, an ex-pilot. I know nothing about planes. I know nothing about dentistry, but I can have ex in incredible conversations with these people. And I think that's, you know, a skill I want to be better at and I want to help people with to become better at. Yeah, the the the, the learning from your first 20 appearances, what, what's uh, what's standing out for you? So the first thing I've learned is that, that either it's easier to have interesting conversations than I thought, or everyone that has a podcast is at least interesting to talk to. So I think that, I think that really <laughs> helps. The second thing is, you know, it's it's not that difficult to ask questions. And I'm not talking about, uh, you have all these techniques, right? If you, if you Google online, you wanna have a, a question technique, whether it's like a Socratic method or any different type of method, you can learn that. But that's, that's just the rule, the rule that you can apply. Having conversations with people is a lot more about both being in the moment and actually listening to what they're saying without judging and not being afraid to ask questions. So I think that's by far my, my biggest learning so far. And, and this is whether it's in, uh, um, you know, whether it's in your, your private and your social life or whether it is in business, a lot of the times people don't really are, are, are scared to ask questions, right? You're scared to either appear not knowledgeable or to ask something that's dumb or that, that that's already been asked or you just, you don't, so, so you rather just shut up or just not talk to someone. And I think, so my biggest learning so far is just don't be scared to ask questions and don't be scared to appear dumb. It's you, fine. You had it yourself as well. You you were 
a bit uh, afraid to ask questions or is that just with specific conversations? How was that for you? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think I have the luck of the draw to, <laughs> to at least be, be pretty comfortable to ask questions. But it is, is, you know, sometimes when you have these conversations, literally about something you don't know anything about, it does appear to be scary. So I'm someone that wants to at least appear knowledgeable. And it's really a hurdle to get over to say, like, I don't, I don't know this, right? I mean, when I got the invite from you from your podcast, I listened to the Tech Lab podcast. And a lot of these things, they really go over my head. Like, I'm, I'm not the sharpest tool in the box, but, but at least I, I know a bit of my stuff. But a lot of this, like, I listened to your podcast and thought, what, what am I going to talk about to these guys? This is like, like, I'm really dumb compared to you when it comes to IT, to the stuff that you do. But I am very interested. And as long as you can, you know, you, you can, you muster that inner flame of interest and just ask questions, it's fine. Like nobody's judging you for asking questions really, or at least a lot less than what you think. So I think I got over that pretty quickly by now, by the, by the 20th podcast, I, th I think I've gone over it pretty quickly. Cool. Hey. In, in one of the previous podcasts, we, we talked to, to business analysts in, at Bold.com and they stated basically that, yeah, curiosity is is one of the their key tools and, and i think that relates to what you call yeah that 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 inner flame of interest in what what other people are doing what what they're what they're saying and uh, let's say how do how, how do you spark that fire for yourself or how do you keep that fire burning ah oh, that's that's a very good question i mean like to start off with this is this is something that can be trained right it's sort of like a muscle because mm -hmm. i think we naturally, we all have this ability. Like I have a little nephew, he's about four years old and all he does all day long is ask why. And it's I think the everybody why phase, yeah. yeah, it's the why phase, right? And everybody's had that. Some have, have had that more than others, but everybody has had that. And sometimes he, he asks these questions that really make you think like, like, yeah, we take this for granted, right? It's like as a, as you grow up, you sort of block out a whole big part of the world and you sort of take this for granted. Like, why would you do this? Or why is something the way it is? And, and I think it's really, if, if you don't have that inner flame, just start by asking why questions. Like, why do we do what we do? Why is it smart to do it this way? And why do you think, especially, you know, you just, um, and, just hold your own opinion, try to hold your own opinion and ask somebody else why they think. So you don't wash, wash out their opinion with yours. People really like to, you know, just give their own opinions on something. They really like to just talk themselves. Try to, you know, shut up, <laughs> put it nicely and ask someone why they think that. And I think that if you do that, if you do that a couple of times a day, um, you, you'll become better at it. It's just, it's just a muscle that you train. It also reminds me to this this famous experiment, right? With what they did with monkeys, and, uh, and they trained the monkeys that uh, if they want a banana, they should press the button, and then they get this banana. And then mm -hmm. uh, over and over, they add new monkeys to the to the cage, and they train each other that yeah, you should press the button and you get the banana. And suddenly there are everybody is aware, and then they are going to replace them with with uh, with, with monkeys that they did that don't know. Then it when it got introduced. And then they switch off this mechanism that the banana is available always, but the monkeys, they keep on touching this, this button to, uh, to have this banana. <laughs> so it's really a behavioral thing. And also, uh, like you say, yeah, you, you, should, you should stay uh, keen to, to ask those questions. So why am I pressing this button to get this banana at all? Uh, if you, if it's already there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, so yeah, indeed, you know, with with that experiment, they, they take out the monkeys that learned this, right? So the yeah. monkeys that learned that they had a banana, they take them away, and eventually you end up with monkeys that just know, I have to press a button, and they don't yeah, really know why they, we do it. And they teach each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, one of the things yeah. I hated most, uh, um, in in also my previous jobs, is if you, if you go somewhere um, and you ask why, it's, you know, because we've always done it this way. You know, that's the, just, the, that's, well, we've always done it this way. Sure, but then explain to me why you've always yeah. done it this way and explain to me, please, what other ways you've tried and why that failed. So I become more knowledgeable about, and it doesn't mean you have to change the way you're working, right? It might be that you'll end up with, you know, the thing we're always doing is the best answer and is the best way. But once in a while, stop and just ask yourself that. Um, and I think especially like in, in big organizations that you you obviously have at as, as bold.com, and people have a tendency to, to stop with this, to stop asking why, because, you know, it appears dumb. You've always done it this way. Why are you going to question the way we're always working? And it's also what, what you recognize as a parent that you uh, that you realize in this phase that you, to, to get rid of it, you just say, yeah, it's just because. Eh? This yeah. is how, what we learned in the past or the, uh, why, we do, why we do it and, and it works. So uh, uh, profit from this experience I have as an uh, elderly person, but... Uh, that's not what the kid wants to know. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I've, I've learned, uh, you know, separate from this for those listening that have kids that are perhaps in a why phase, uh, once in a while they ask you a question where, where you really don't know the answer to, you know, why is, I don't know, you know, why are the clouds, uh, why is it raining? You know, what happens when it rains? You think, oh, I don't know, you know just, uh, clouds sort of accumulate and it rains. I, I don't really know. So you say, you just, you want to shut up your kid and you say, yeah, it's because whatever. One of the best things you can do, I found out, is that either, there's two things, either you ask them, why do you think that? Because it's hilarious to hear a four-year-old explain why they think that it rains. Or just say, you know what? I don't know, but let's look it up together. And right now, everybody, you, so that way, that way you really nurture the, the thing with, within a child that it's okay to ask questions. And if you don't know, just look up the answer, right? Um, and nowadays, everybody has a phone, so you can look it up everywhere, or you can just say, you know what, when we'll get home, we'll look it up together. A lot of the times they forgot, you know, to look it up anyway. So, I mean, that's that, that's a win-win, right? So It uh, happens a lot at, at, when we are uh, at, the, at the dining table uh, having conversations with each other. Uh, we end up in the discussion, uh, how come this or uh, how, to, how to do that? And, and indeed, we have to look it up uh, during the during dinner. <laughs> yeah. So we grab the I phone mean, and uh, we do, yeah. So that works, but then also, yeah. I mean, the other thing that works, I had the, like the exact, uh, we had a discussion at a, at a birthday at last week. And the birthday was, you know, is playing video games a sport? Which is a really open-ended question, right? Is is video games a sport? You know, somebody said it was, somebody said it wasn't. Okay, so then what, what makes something a sport? Eventually, if you have these sort of discussions, there's always someone that picks up their phone and says, you know, I'm gonna look it up in the dictionary and I'm gonna see what the definition of a sport is. Which is hilarious because you can end it there. A lot of people do, but the better thing is if someone does that and they look up a definition, you just ask them, okay, so do you think the definition is correct? Like really does this encompass it all? Is this really the final answer? And a lot of times you'll find that it's not. And you can continue on a discussion of why something is the way it is or what something is. Exactly, because then you're also going to explore with other examples. Well, is this then a sport? Yeah, like uh, I don't know golf, which some people consider a game and some a sport, and there of course are uh, 
skateboarding, which is now or is now will be an Olympic sport or or, or um, but yeah. Also, people have opinions about that, and uh, yeah. And then again, who who has the authority to make this definition? You can yeah. always question authority, of course. So uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of way of asking questions, exploring things there, and then mm. yeah, eventually you you end up with something, someone becoming mad because they're asked too many questions, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> you, you. I mean, you, you get this point. So we had this with with this. Uh, funnily enough, the person looked that looked up the definition of sport um, was against calling video games a sport. Um, and but. If you look up the definition within the, the the dictionary, you can fit in gaming as a sport, right? So at first she said, well, gaming is not a sport. I'm going to look it up. So before she looked it up, I said, so, I mean, you're okay with the definition, the dictionary definition of a sport, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. And she looked it up and then she noticed, oh, shit, yeah, you can fit video games in here. <laughs> so I asked her, so you think video gaming is now a sport? Well, and then she started on something else. And she wanted to quit, you know, because it's it's uncomfortable. It's pretty uncomfortable to admit that you're wrong about something or that you should adjust your definition or something, right? On that moment, it became really interesting, right? To, uh, yeah, to, then, to yeah, so with then, the discussion. So then yeah. value, if, if you know, if value the relationship. Do you want to have this person be your friend or not? And then you can continue asking questions if you don't really mind, because a lot of people get upset. But this is where the fun things are. I think this, and this is very philosophical, right? But you can, you can boil it down to just, normal things within uh, within a company and it's still very valuable so for instance one of the things um and if you have a, if you have a meeting um and you say you know we have, we have this problem uh, we have this this project and we're going to work on it together as a team and everybody yeah, that's nice it sounds nice we're going to work on this together as a team sure what is teamwork right because yeah. does that mean we do like a meeting every week, but everybody works on his own? Or does this mean that we're going to divide everything? Or does this mean that it's like, you know, two people behind the screen and we're actually doing the same yeah, thing? Together. Yeah. yeah, together. Like everybody, if you do this, like if you ask, what is teamwork? Everybody's going to have a completely different definition within your team. And I think it's it's very valuable to, you know, once in a while ask if you have a project like this. Okay, so what do you consider teamwork? When do you think that we've actually done this as a team? Or when do you think like we've done this as a group of people and I don't really know who's done what and I think I've done most of the work, but you know, eventually we finish, we finish the project. And that's a completely different, and that is not as philosophical, but I think very valuable within a team to, to do every once in a while. Exactly, because there you align on what you think that you are, uh, yeah, trying to achieve. So basically, you also shouldn't ask uh, what's what's teamwork, but also uh, when do you consider this a success? This project that's like like a, a same kind of question, yeah. because that also will be different to, in our case, a lot of software engineers, because uh, yeah, they all have their ideas about the the technical or the implementation aspects. Uh, or which or the standards there which you have to comply with in in order to call something a success or not uh, yeah so do you i mean it, like within boldcom do you usually you know you use a set of kpis for a project to determine a success or or how does that work could you elaborate on that yeah, so a lot, most of our products work with uh, with okrs and yeah. because of that also with uh, uh, with with key results and uh, and the metrics that go with that and they tend to uh, at least every three months, but most every month, 
measure okay how, how are we progressing uh, on that one yeah but that then again is just for uh, yeah the work that has to be done then and, and that's still a different aspect on how to measure successful teamwork yeah and how to measure um, yeah do we feel successful as a team when we achieve this because we can very well with the, with the team achieve such a KPI and still not feel successful because we had we had to cut corners to uh, reach the KPI because uh, there was so much pressure on the team that they had to do all kinds of things that they yeah if they had to choose without this uh, stress being there they wouldn't have done or now you can name all kinds of factors so they still even though you meet the KPI, which then you can consider still for themselves from their deeper values and what they want to achieve in life and stuff like that, still not mm -hmm. see it as real success. Yeah. So that's it's interesting at least to see. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you see that, Matthijs? In, in, um, hey, besides uh, you being the, the podcast gast, you also have uh, uh, another life. Being, uh, you explained it to us, you're being a uh, marketplace ent entrepreneur. In, and in the past, you, uh, you were an uh, employee for a company. So you made a switch. Uh, how do you... Uh, no, wait a minute. It's already a lot of questions popping up. First things first. Can you explain briefly um, yeah, your, your, your other job, so to say, your other Rangers. role? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I used to work, uh, you know, just short short recap. When I started my, my life as an adult, I was trained as a video game developer. Um, so it's completely something else. I then uh, quit that completely and decided to go into sales and marketing. I did that for about five or six years and then decided to, you know, start on my own, uh, which was as, as one of the partners on Bold.com, you know, and as an e-commerce venture. I then broadened that to, to also encompass other marketplaces um, and then decided that um, I would also work as a consultant for bigger brands or marketplaces because, you know, I've got a few web shops and a few um, marketplace ventures. Uh, it's all fairly, you know, e each one of them combined, it, it's, it's nice enough it, it, to keep me busy, but each one of them is fairly small and I wanted to work with, you know, bigger products, with bigger brands. Um, because you run into all these new sort of problems that I don't have within my own ventures. So uh, right now I'm a consultant about three days a week. Uh, I work for my own companies about two days a week, and I also, you know, podcast in between. Well, great. Yeah. So that that is a bit of the uh, of the background. Um, and you actually, uh, I, I saw in one of your other uh, podcasts you were in that you really spent uh, you worked in the gaming industry, right? In the in the in the beginning. And then you yeah, made the yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. So for a short while, I worked in the gaming industry. I worked at Guerrilla Games in yeah. Amsterdam, which is, well, the biggest, if not the only AAA studio that we have in the Netherlands, uh, on Horizon Zero Dawn, first as an intern and then uh, a couple of months um, before, indeed, I decided. So I wanted to start on my own. I, I wanted to develop an own app. Um, so there was like sort of an entrepreneurial side already, already in me. Uh, unfortunately, that fell through. I needed to, uh, and I needed other ways to get money because I needed to pay rent. You know, I was a student, I was very poor. I needed ways to pay rent. And then I decided that, you know, sales and marketing, I didn't know that much about being an entrepreneur. I never learned anything about it. So, you know, start with sales and marketing. That's the basis of every company. I'll start learning that and then I'll, I'll, I'll move up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, 
the relation, how we got, uh, got here was for, uh, we talked about the teamwork um, and you already explained that um, uh, you're, you're in this uh, uh, sales uh, marketing area and we ask you upfront already questions. Okay, but how, how do you deal with the, with the tech part um, mm -hmm. in, in, in situations that you need to, uh, to know? Do you do it yourself? Or? No, so I, I mean, I'm not that technical. I'm not that, that technical skilled. I mean, I'm more of, uh, you know, on the on the soft side of a lot of things with uh, with the consultancy and a lot of project management. So the whole tech thing, you know, I know what an API is, um, and I I mean I can do a little bit. But other other than that, I just throw it over to to the next person that helps me with all the tech related issues. So what I always said, also in my previous jobs, you know, I I know enough to at least not appear an idiot. But on the other hand, you know, it's good to ask questions and and to just it, it's don't, don't be scared to be dumb. So. Um, no, so so on the tech side, there's there's very little that I do in, when it comes to to integrations. Um, I just work with them once they're there. And I think this is, you know, to come back to your point, how, how I I um, ran into questions and things like KPIs and OKRs and success on a project uh, or success even on a tech project in uh, in my previous uh, uh, roles or my previous jobs. The thing is that. You know, whether it's a KPI or an OKR, that's really like the hard, uh, th those are the hard measurements, right? That's the hard part of the project, not the soft part of the project. And having conversations, having questions with people, uh, asking questions to people, um, I think that is more important in a project than whether a project is that successful based on the KPIs or OKRs. So I've had a lot of also technical integrations that were eventually successful that worked out, you know, client is happy with an integration, everything works and you can deploy on multiple marketplaces, but the working with the people that, that had to help me, whether it's the tech guys or the brands or whatever, was so off, you know, it's just people that either don't, don't agree with each other, don't really like each other, everything takes more time than it needs. There's really the soft side, right? Once in a while, it might be better to gather everyone up and say, you know, Based on the numbers, this project is going well, but we've got the feeling that there's something in the air. People don't read. There's something that we have to talk about. Put everyone in a room, whether it's digital or real, and then have this conversation. Start asking questions and just have the conversation of the soft side of a project. Yeah, and, and, and do you do that because you have the feeling that the project can even do better if you, uh, if you work better as a team? That's actually what you're saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and also that works better for you as a person, right? I mean, if you have projects that are based based on the numbers are a success, but that you hate working on, you're not gonna enjoy your work. You're not you're not even gonna deliver your best work. So you might match up with all the metrics, but you know, why do you yeah. do what you do? Why why do you want to do this? I'd rather have a few projects that fail but that are really fun to work on, and I might actually learn more because you're having fun while doing this, yeah. than just having projects that that work based on numbers because the numbers it's just. No matter how many KPIs, OKRs, whatever you 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 add to a project, how many measurements, that's just such a small part of what the actual project is in the end, at least in my opinion. Okay, and, and uh, so so bringing such a team together uh, with uh, uh, yeah, people from tech, people from sales, uh, people for the customer, um, maybe from the the marketplace you're working together with. Um, how, how did you? Uh, yeah, well, start doing that. How did you gain that experience that it is needed? Um, um, that is a good question. So um, one of the things that I'm I'm really a fan of, which is 
you know, I, I learned this way back when I started in sales is that um, uh, if something is happening or if you notice something, just point it out and see what happens. So if you work together in, in a, a group of people, you know, you have a group of tech people and you have a group of consultants, people like me that don't really understand tech. You start a conversation about whatever, an integration or something or about a project. And before you know it, there's all these terms flying around, which you barely understand, or you feel like other people don't understand. And you know, the tech guys, they, they really understand each other, but all the other people on the project, they, they, have, they have a hard time understanding this. Is if you feel like there's not a lot of questions being asked, just point it out. Just say, guys, um, you know, I hear a lot of things that that sort of make sense to me, but I'm not really there. And I've got the feeling that there's more people here that don't really know what we're talking about. Is that true? And just wait and just be silent and see what everyone comes up with. And I think that a lot of times you see uh, on projects that um, people assume a lot of things. They assume other people know what they're talking about. And the saying goes, assumption is the mother of all F-ups. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. Um, you know, so, but, but, and I think especially if you combine something such diff that is so difficult and technical as, you know, as, as a tech, as the things that programmers do, or, or it's something that has such a lot of lingo that even makes it difficult, um, that, then it's very easy to make a lot of assumptions. So... My goal is to question everything. And I started just by doing that, um, I think, naturally. And once I noticed that this worked, um, I started doing it more and more. And I, I just found out that people react to it very well. You know, just point stuff out. Guys, I may appear, it may appear, maybe it's a dumb question. Maybe it's useless, but so and so and so. Or I don't get this and this and this. Or are we still aligned on whatever? Just try to not make any assumptions. And that's very, very difficult. Um, but once you also ask everyone else in the group to do the same, I think that becomes very valuable. But it has to be like sort of a cultural shift, right? Even within your group. I think that is difficult for, for companies and that is difficult if you mix a lot of different disciplines, but um, it's definitely valuable to do uh, and definitely something that you should continue training. Exactly. So I always tell the, the, the new joiners in my teams, mm -hmm. that, uh, for example, then they, then they Say to me, yeah, I'm in a meeting and I'm yeah, not every time completely sure what they're talking about. And then I really encourage them. Yeah, okay, but the value that you bring is asking questions because sometimes they're making a lot of assumptions uh, about that the others understand. So yeah, one the, the value that you bring is asking these questions to check for the whole team. Are we on this page? Mm -hmm. And to ask these questions because. It's good that they're stating stuff, but can they actually explain it? Because yeah. that's the second thing. And that's very important also for yeah, being able to uh, give a direction. And as with the four-year-old who asks why, can we explain the why? Eh? Because sometimes also uh, we're doing, for example, we, we say Agile is way better than Waterfall. And we're doing this and we're doing this. But can you explain why you do the rituals in Agile? Why you do that? Why is that important to you? What is it bringing to you? Yeah. And if you have this ask these questions, even then, while people know it's better than some other methodology, it's still hard to explain why they're doing that. But as long as you keep connected to this why, and as long as you have enough people who keep asking these questions, yeah, you uh, there comes some coherence and you keep moving forward because uh, yeah, things are being challenged. 
and by being challenged, things get better. And that's yeah. the value also that new people can bring, besides, of course, various perspectives, new ideas, blah, 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 but also challenging things that are already there. Yeah. No, yeah, I, th I think I think that that's great, you know, and, and one of the ways that you can uh, and, and I mean, you already do, right? You sort of encourage them, ask any questions and, and also, you know, point that out at the beginning of a meeting. Like, guys, we have two new guys. Their only job right now is to question everything we're doing. So we're going to ask like a lot of dumb questions. Just, you know, throw it out in the open. They're going to ask a lot of dumb questions, perhaps, but I want them to question everything or, you know, say that you know, this is one of the meetings where I'm going to ask a lot of questions of stuff that, you know, we all know, but I want to check. I want to check. And once in a while, it's just good to check. It's good to see if we don't make any assumptions. And it's good that you're able to explain why, why you do the things you do. Cool. Yeah, so we hear a lot of, um, yeah, actually uh, similarities between uh, what your experiences are, uh, Matthijs, and, and what we see uh, in our uh, culture. Huh? We already discussed mm -hmm. uh, something about uh, setting calls and, and how to do that. And uh, you, you, you explained how it is to to do this in uh, not only the the hard calls but also the the calls around the, the soft skills. Uh, you talked about learning. That's uh, that's also uh, really uh, fascinating to to hear. Uh, in in the preparation, we also talked about sharing and helping, uh, and this is what we already doing with with helping you with uh, achieving your your goals. Um, can you give yeah. examples in how you do that in your in your daily job? Uh, help and and share and how that works yeah so i mean one of the things uh i found out and and this is uh um and, and it's funny funny that you pointed out at the beginning you know on my website i say uh, help me reach my goal like help literally just use the help me. For it, and yeah. i think asking for help is tremendous and a lot of times we uh either you don't dare to ask for help or um, and you don't want to bother someone or whatever, just throwing this out in the open. I've got so many great responses from people that just say, you know, I saw your ask for help. And of course I want to help you because everyone wants to help. Well, I mean, 99% of the people are always willing to help. And it's especially in, in, in your job, you know, if you, whether you have a problem, whether you want to talk about something, whatever, just ask for help. And, and I found that, that this works great with my podcast. Um, and, and you can talk to people that you usually wouldn't talk to, um, or you get help from, from people that you didn't even know were able to help you, you know, just by, by, by shouting out, you know, guys, I have a problem. I need help. And just see who responds. Mm -hmm. Um, and I try to do that myself as well. You know, I think, and, and this is perhaps more on, you know, the, the, the self-development or philosophical side, but there's nothing is, there's nothing more fun than being able to help someone. And being able to help someone understand something or do something. Yeah. And, and I think that in return, that both brings you a lot of joy and also brings you a lot of knowledge, being able to either explain someone to something, make sure that you actually know what you're talking about or, um, yeah. And, and in any other way, trying to help someone with their problem and just not being afraid to ask for help yourself. Yeah. There's for me only one pitfall on, on helping others. Uh, I, I, I like to okay. also, uh, I tend to say yes to a lot of questions I, I get. And uh, before I know, I have a lot of uh, extra monkeys on my uh, shoulder. So this is the pitfall. Eh? You you end up with helping others and not um, work on your own goals. Uh, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I mean, there the question is, so, so what is help actually? You yeah. know, if someone comes to you and says that, that they have a problem that you can help with, 
because you did it in the past. You solved this problem before. Like, but you don't have any, you don't have any time left. Really, you don't have any time. Are you actually helping this person at the moment? You're sort of making life difficult for yourself. Um, and perhaps you you can help this person by referring them to someone that could help them as well. So, I mean, help doesn't always mean that you have to actually do that, right? Yeah. You can also help someone by, and that also gives the other person that you're referring to the ability to, you know, help on this problem and, and learn it for themselves. So I think um, one of the most important things that I learned with this is that if you say yes to something, that means you're saying no to something else. If you keep that in mind, like if you, if you, we always want to help everybody, we always want to say yes to everything. And then in the end, you're working 90 hours a week and you're still getting nothing done. Right. So ask yourself, are you really helping and aren't you making life more difficult for yourself at this point? Does that make sense? It, it for sure it does. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and how do you deal with it? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what your agenda looks like and how many monkeys you already have uh, uh, on, on your back. But I think that you, you get a feeling for when it becomes too much, right? That's also something I, you learn along the way. You get a feeling before it, uh, it, 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 is, it, it becomes too much. And where on the one side, you know, uh, and, and you should all, I, th I think it's, it's good that you try and help someone. You should also uh, try to be the master of your own uh, of your own agenda and also not be afraid to say no and uh, just refer someone being uh, helping someone doesn't always mean you have to invest a lot of time you can just be a nudge in the right direction yeah exactly all right hey yeah and uh paul it's uh, it's already that time again uh oh, i think really? towards the end yeah yeah it, i we could easily spend another half an hour uh talking about uh <laughs> stuff like helping sharing and, uh, and etc but um yeah maybe for you uh, do you have questions left before we go to the closing round yeah maybe maybe a little more about uh, sh sh sharing Matthijs. um because yeah that, that we haven't we have talked about that one that much but what's typically the, the thing that you um learn you really can share while visiting all these these, these podcasts so what's kind of um, if you look at these 20, 20 podcasts you were already in that are already live yeah what what are the things that you're really yeah like giving there so so sharing with the with the world in a sense yeah so um i mean that can be whether it's uh this this outside perspective you know on looking in for yeah. instance on the 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 dentist podcast i know nothing about dentists uh and i know nothing about what it means to run uh how do you call it, a dentistry, you know, to run, yeah. to actually run multiple uh, organizations. So it's an outsider perspective. It's just someone that comes in with a lot of interest asking why. Uh, it can also be just a normal uh, podcast, what I call, you know, just, just where, where you sort of sit down, you drink coffee, and you talk about something, which can just be fun. It can just be amusing. Um, uh, podcast can also be an interview. So, I mean, in this case, you guys sort of, you know, you interviewed me about, by asking questions and about helping someone. But in a lot of podcasts, I also sort of reverse the role. So I take the, the host seat and I ask the person that usually does this podcast. So in the case of the 100% Inspiratie show, the Thijs Lindhout podcast, yeah. I take over his role as a host and I ask him uh, loads of questions. And in his yeah. case, I wanted to do, you know, I mean, he's done a lot of interviews and you sort of get the same the same type of podcast and you get the same type of uh 
uh, yeah, regurgitated content. Um, so we wanted to do something else. So in this case, we decided, you know, what music is important in your life? And he picked a couple of songs and we went through all these songs, you know, li listened to them a bit and then yeah. talked about the songs and what they mean to them. So it's, you know, that's, I, I, I think that's for the people that actually follow him very valuable to listen to. And even if you don't know him, it's interesting to see what kind of emotional connection someone has with the song in this case, right? Um, now it's I know a lot. Yeah, what, what happened uh, when you indeed listen to, to Thijs' uh, podcast more and you listen to that one, you get an even better connection with himself as well. So that's also what it does uh, by uh, talking about it, uh, about it in that way. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, one of the things I want to do, if you talk about podcasting, bro, uh, you know, in a general sense, I want to look for the podcasts that are quite different. You know, this was like sort of a different podcast. It was not a normal interview, but it, we added something that make it made it really cool. Um, yeah. And that is something I love podcasting. I one of the reasons I love it is because you actually said, you know, we have this half hour or, or hour and it's fine to ask any question that you want. And we're just going to talk about one specific thing and really try to have a good conversation about this. Um, but the other one is also, there's so many technical cool things that you can do with sound and with podcasting itself. Now, I know that you not, might not be interested in, you know, hearing about a dentist or hearing about what it was for me to become 30 or what it is to become a dad or whatever. Um, so I'm also gonna um, get my own podcast channel and the podcast host, it's gonna launch really soon now where um, I make sort of short clips, you know, 10, 15 minutes, which are like the best 10, 15 or the most funny 10, 15 minutes of this specific podcast. So you got to sort of get these nice little snippets and that way you can discover how interesting a podcast can be on a subject that you don't know anything about at all. Um, and via my own channel, I'm also going to share more and more, you know, blog posts with concrete tips about how to ask questions, how to have conversations with people. And I think that's valuable, whether it's in your organization or if you're at a party standing next to a stranger. Really cool. So that's a kind of a spin-off uh, from uh, what you started. And I, I guess you didn't think of it upfront. So that's also uh, uh, really cool. And, and, uh, and start with an experiment, what, uh, and you have specific goals in mind. And this is now uh, yeah, additional to those. Really yeah. great. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I mean, like the goal is very simple, 100 podcasts. And I didn't want to, uh, when I started, there's a lot of people asking, you know, why? Why 100 podcasts? You know, do you, are you going to make money off of this? Are you going to sell a course? Are you going to do whatever? Um, and I didn't really have a why because I, I know I personally work on, you know, having sort of a goal as a dot somewhere on the horizon. So you have sort of a direction to go to, but I don't want to stick to one predefined goal because I found that that along the way in, in reaching to your goal, this goal sort of changes and uh -huh. it sort of changes where you actually want to end up. And if you, you know, if you have this rigid goal set in stone, then you might actually miss something valuable along the way. So for me, it's, it's this, it's, you know, sharing more about asking questions and about question techniques because I found it very interesting. So I'm sure a lot of other people find it interesting and valuable as well. Yeah. Hey, and you had one one funny goal, right? But which we actually didn't share. But you shared it up front. It's uh, you want to become a 
uh, invited for wie is de mol? Who, uh, yeah. So that's a, a famous uh, and semi-famous no, uh, known Dutch people show up uh, in on television. Yeah. Is it already there, the invitation? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. So yeah, that is, I, like, I feel that if I've done a hundred podcasts, I might be, you know, well-known enough to be invited to Wies de Mol. I certainly hope so. So it's it's good that you mention it. I try to mention it in every single podcast, um, just to, to hope that someone in Hilversum <laughs> listens of- and just like, well, we're going to invite this guy because he, he, he keeps nagging. Um, so yeah, that, that that is one of my, my extra goals, my extra goals. Yeah, um, okay. So yeah. Um, and before we close up, I want to ask a question to you guys as well. So I started this because I think that it's going to be really interesting to see it. So it's sort of my experiment, which is that everyone I'm podcasting with, I'm going to ask the same question. And then in the end, you're going to have a list of 100 people answering the same question. It's fairly simple. It's a simple question to you know talk about for five or 10 minutes. So try to keep your answer short and concrete. Why did you guys start a podcast you could have done a youtube channel you could have done a blog you could have done anything why a podcast oh yeah maybe we do we do have uh, two different answers for me it was simple i was driving in my car daily to towards work uh, listening to uh, podcasts and audiobooks um and i yeah suddenly i realized we have a lot of great sh- stories to share as well in bot.com uh, with the outside tech community so why don't we just start it? And I made a note, it was just one one paper note. And in the uh, meeting with, together with Peter Paul, I, I showed him these notes and he said, yeah, we should do that. And I was really surprised. And But yeah, we, we started and uh, uh, find out what, what works and what doesn't. And, and that's how it, how it started actually. And, and th- that was the why. And along the way, we found out that it's also really cool for ourselves to uh, every week, push the publish button and feel what it is like to 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 do uh, to bring something to production and eh? we don't have that experience as a software engineer but we now have it as well and it's 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 cool to gather all the all the stories and uh, and to talk with great people all over the organization and so our bubble became bigger than it was uh, with within our own scope so it's it got a lot of extras as well uh, for us that's for me the uh, the why pay the ball for you yeah for me so that the so one of the, the one of the values I carry is that um, uh, sharing knowledge with others is, is really important for me. Uh, and the, the other thing is that that creating something is really important to me. Uh, and for me, uh, while being a knowledge uh, worker, creating software was really a way to do that. But uh, moving to uh, to architecture and management, uh, yeah. I had to come up with other ways to create stuff and to kind of in a way maybe leave a legacy that's always there and that people can always read, hear, see, whatever. Okay, before uh, joining Bull.com, I had a a blog and it's still uh, online, which was uh, fairly successful. And I post it there like like every week uh, in a a niche, in a a tech niche. and uh, one of the reasons I'm so enthusiastic about podcasting, so using this uh, medium, and especially in, in the in the conversation style that uh, Peter and I are using, is that it's um, uh, it doesn't have to be uh, grammarly uh, complete or 100% right. It, it's a conversation like we would have like in a bar or in a job interview or whatever. And so so I, we, you can make mistakes. So it's fairly easy to to create this content. 
so which you can't do in a blog post, of course. Uh, and it's uh, I like also um, uh, like the the, uh, the narrative part of it. So I think that in our society there there's already way too much visual stuff going on. Uh, so I, I think it's good to to listen to stuff. So I really encouraged my kids, for example, to listen uh, to to listening books instead of uh, just music in 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 the car while while we were driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that podcasts uh, add to that area and are in line with that. And uh, of course, it's technical, uh, way easier to to do just audio than audio and video. So it's easier to uh, yeah to get this out of the door and have a new part uh, there like every week or so. So yeah, cool. That's it. Cool. Yeah. And now it's time for our latest uh, final question, right, Peter Paul? <laughs> yeah. So what do you really want to share with our um, our audience? What's your, your biggest takeaway that they should remember from this podcast, uh, Matthijs? Don't be afraid to ask dumb questions. And if you think a question is dumb, ask it anyway. I think that's, cool. you know, just, just, just do that. Next time something pops up, just throw it out there. Don't think about it. Throw it out there. See what else, uh, see what happens. Nice. Wow, thanks, Matthijs. Yeah, so the circle is ended. That's how we started. Ask the questions, the why, and uh, now uh, yeah, we end with uh, with the same conclusion. It was really uh, nice to have you in the in this uh, episode. Uh, really inspiring. No uh, uh, no lie about uh, that on your website. Uh, so invite this guy for uh, for your podcast and uh, uh, make him help uh, achieve this goal. And uh, yeah. Maybe we uh, we can keep in contact and, and see if we can do a next episode as well uh, if we think uh, it can be helpful. Really enjoyed. So thanks for your time. You're here. welcome. Thank, thanks thanks for the invite and thanks for the great talk. <laughs> thanks, Matthijs. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for Tech Lab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!